Hello and welcome to this episode of Liberated Tester. In today's episode, we have Vipin Jain, who has over 20 years of experience in the industry. He is currently heading the QA department at MetaCube Softwares, which is based in Jaipur, Rajasthan, India. A fun fact about him, he has been a speaker at 26 conferences till date. The episode contains lots of insights about organizational ethics, educating the university grads to bridge the employable skills gap, the disconnect between our industry and the academics, his journey as a speaker, how to invest in learning, that one habit that helped Vipin succeed in his professional career and also the challenges and the success story of building a team in a city like Jaipur. We will start with some of the key insights of the episode and the episode will follow. So without further ado, please welcome Mr. Vipin Jain. So I said you are investing in money, you are investing in health, you should also invest in learning. Yeah. Because at the age of 40, you should still, your mind should be open enough to accept new technologies. Because then only the money will keep on flowing. And a happy guy can give you, uh, I would say, even if he works for two hours, he can be more productive than someone who is unhappy and sitting in front of his laptop for four hours. You know, the testers are now part of the discussions right from day one and all these mm. talks of shift left, entire yeah. testing should shift left in the last 10 years. Actually, we are doing these things for the last 20 years in my life. So even in my freelance, for those two hours, I was the person who was bidding for the projects. I was the person mm. who is working and I was the person who is delivering. Mm. So even before coming into my regular job, I knew about how to do deliveries. So you should be, I would say, intelligent enough to separate your passion with your work. Work. There yeah. are two different things. Your passion can become your work best. But then when you have to do a nine-hour job, then why to do that job as a pressure? Do it for your pleasure. Okay, so let's get started. Thank you, Vipin. Thank you for accepting the invite and being on the show. It's a, it's a really great pleasure to have you here and welcome on the show. Before, I mean, we actually get into a discussion, I just want to know what what is what is one most exciting thing that you worked in this week? I created a new process for my team. With that process, we actually came out with certain numbers. And looking at okay. those numbers, the team was quite happy that each one has an equal distribution of work and they were able to give a good velocity to the customer. Mm -hmm. So that was a small thing for me, any tool which helps to speed up your process and give a better result, be it as a small macro, that is a tool, right? So I am happy that I have actually devised a very small tool for my team. Uh, team is happy. Customers are happy. So mm -hmm. I am excited and happy. That's great. At the end of the day, that's what matters. Right? And as you said, tool is a tool. You, it's, it can be as simple like one single line as well which makes your job easier and that's anything that is that's a tool because we are talking about tools and everything there's there's always a conception that automation is only related to tools when it comes to manual testing what you think about testing is more as, as a factor in manual testing but also nowadays there is a lot of debate about the term manual testing people don't want to call it manual testing have you have you come across same philosophy or do you come from a different school of thought 
I was a developer way back in 2000 till 2003 uh, worked on Microsoft uh, technologies like at that time visual basic was there so okay. I worked a lot on visual basic and ASP and then suddenly mm-hmm. I was thrown into a world of testing where I didn't want to go uh, but my boss's logic was look you don't have to do any manual testing you still have to be doing scripting which is programming which is coding right yeah yeah correct for me for me the definition was if i am not doing any scripting then it is a manual testing but when i actually from automation couple of years when i came back to the other aspect of testing which we are discussing mm-hmm. about manual testing then yeah. i realized that i actually the word is wrong uh, there is no concept of manual testing this is more of a technical testing correct Correct. So what is manual just because i am clicking from my mouse my using my own fingers that makes something manual and the same thing when it is mimicked by a script which runs automatically it becomes automation mm-hmm. i don't think so <laughs> so manual testing i did it's a wrong word we should say them as technical testing because these people actually think they put all the different scenarios how a real user would be thinking about you know will be using that system and then we try to have those scenarios into our test labs and try to test it then you are looking at the logs right you need yeah, to be technical yeah. to understand the logs you need to be technical to understand the exceptions i still have friends who are more than 10 years into it and when you talk mm-hmm. about formulas like v lookups h lookups pivot tables they don't know about that yeah if if someone knows how to work in jira if someone knows how to use video scrapings uh, data comparisons various formulas what is manual there that's a technical guy just because he is not scripting he is not coding we just say that oh you are a manual tester so for me there is nothing called as a manual tester everyone is a technical tester on top of it if you are scripting if you are able to code then mm-hmm. you may you may be termed as an automation tester yeah that's a that's a very good thought when when you say about thinking about the system and like combining with the technicalities that's what makes you a technical tester you very rightly described it as well just to add one yeah. more point here when you test something right you will be also knowing what language or what platform it is being built there are a lot of technicalities involved there are a lot of architecture knowledge involved even for a person who is not scripting Correct. so hence hence the term technical tester when we talk about technical testing the system knowledge and the tech stack knowledge is really yes. makes you more efficient in in terms of actually understanding the system so what are what are some of the key aspects that you well in your younger years obviously because i mean i'm not sure how hands on you currently are but in your younger years how, what was what was some of the techniques that you used to actually get to know these kind of intricacies of a system what what were some of the things that you followed i think the most basic thing and which even is very relevant today is mm-hmm. just play with the system do That's a lot right. of exploratory testing yeah because if you are just limiting yourself to the requirements given to you mm-hmm. you are actually working like a programmer only because the programmer just codes what he is given yeah and then you are just creating tests of what is written in jira mm-hmm. and then your automation will also be just automating those tests only 
So ultimately, the requirements written in the ticket, in the Jira ticket, is limiting yeah. the developers, the unit testing, the manual test cases, and then of course the automation scripting. And then you are given given a, let's say a ticket which talks about web service testing between two services A and B. You are just limiting your test from A to B. So I say, okay, that's fine. That's a Jira process. So let's do that because we need still need to make sure that that the story passes. Which means mm-hmm. all the requirements given and all the acceptance criteria given, they have to pass. But in that your free time, just do, just explore the system. Because the more you explore, hundred percent, you will be getting new scenarios, new use cases which you have not thought of. Even the best BAs in the world, who are working on the domain for let's say last ten years, even while writing, they tend to forget something. Correct. Correct. So the only thing which I did was just to play with the systems. Morning, evening, afternoon, whenever I had time. Even at these hours, at at 10 a.m., at 10 p.m. sometimes, 12 p.m. sometimes, mm-hmm. I'm free watching a match uh, here in my basement where I'm talking to you right now, and I was yeah. still playing with the system. Put all the rubbish data inside the system and see how the system behaves. Put all the correct data and then see are you able to flow smoothly from one end to another end. and then you will find scenarios then you will build a knowledge of the system and once that knowledge comes in once that domain expertise comes into your i would say uh, ecosystem right and you understand mm-hmm. the entire thing what is happening then yeah. you start thinking and then you are start preparing those brilliant scenarios brilliant test cases that i would say and this was when as you said my younger ages <laughs> right Yeah. now these applications are not just one single software they are hundreds of small software pieces lots of coming from third parties lots mm. of coming from different vendors and they just communicate over lots of protocols and then lots of uh, web services correct so which means the testing scope which you have with your piece of software it still has a lot of external dependencies mm mm so that means you are you cannot just limit yourself to what you are seeing on the screen or what is written in the jira there have to be thought and there have to be test plans which will actually connect all these pieces together and then one day when you have this complete image in your mind that which piece connects with which other piece then you start saying that okay now i have the complete domain knowledge so modern softwares are very complex softwares so anyone who says that oh I, i am working on this software for last 3 years and i know in and out <laughs> i would like to challenge that guy so yeah absolutely yes correct so kind of the preparation that actually goes before yes. you even look at the system is also that critical in that yes. process all this all this agile which talked about uh, that you know the testers are now part of the discussions right from day one and all these mm. talks of shift left entire yeah. testing should shift let like the last 10 years actually we are doing these things for last 20 years in my life yeah. and yeah. i am sure people senior to me are actually doing this for so many years just we have now termed these things and put uh, into different jargons and put on various pages and we all talk about oh testing has to shift left oh, we are already working shift left there is yeah. nothing yeah. is a waterfall or agile everyone is working from day one only so Yes. Yeah, right, right. I was actually listening to one of the videos by James Buck. So yes. even he mentioned, like, I I believe he's in around industry for forty years now. That's so true. even even he mentioned that uh, it's it's more like um, they have been doing these things uh, for so long, 
and just because as you said right the terms have come now so that's that's what actually is making uh, all the fuss about oh now we have to shift left now we have to do this so that's 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 because the drive is just because there is a new term and everyone wants to be on the latest and, and greatest of the technology so these these terms become a great topics for you know different conference abstracts yeah <laughs> yeah yeah correct correct also in today's market if you let's say you uh, have been approached by a customer but then they also have approached two more guys before you or right. they might be simultaneously talking to those guys when, whenever they are whenever they are talking to you hmm. so now also they have got lot of options like m- maybe let's say 30 years 40 years back there would be like one conglomerate and they'll have all the things they'll have like 1000 people they just throw it and whatever cost they say would be the final cost yes. that that was the model which was which we were working with probably i'm not i mean i can't really say like yes yes that's yeah. true yeah but nowadays there's a lot of options available on the market um, there's a lot of free market there's a lot of freelancers the techy and the non techy customers yes. there are there are different sort of challenges yeah uh, so how what's what's the common ground between persuading like actually getting them to know what you do for techy people it's sometimes but they also come with a with a with their own mindset with their own bias so let's say you you approach them you say oh we'll do this in uh, react they say no 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 i don't really like react i want to do it in vue.js i like vue.js they might come up with something like this or even non techy people they'll say oh react is not so, so hot in the market we'll do this this is a new thing mm. so the, these kind of situations always arise right so from a leadership point of view how do you drive that particular negotiation so this is again uh, depend on what is the tech stack and tech pool mm-hmm. you have uh, with you on bench or in your existing team so mm-hmm. uh, from a company perspective of course we don't uh, commit to any customer about any technical stack if we don't have with us but the reason behind our success for last 20 years i would say primarily is our ethics and our work culture and coming back to your answer the biggest ethic that we follow and we still follow very religiously is we never commit to customer to anything mm-hmm. even delivering by tonight 10 pm i don't commit if i cannot do it that's a very powerful ideology actually i mean to stick to those ethics for such a long period you should have those foundations also in your organization which are really strong right? it is there uh, yeah. both are directors uh, both are itians from it delhi they both went to us they did their masters and they stayed there for some time and they could have stayed there for their entire time they would be citizen by this time okay. they decided to come back to jaipur hmm. they could have gone to bangalore and start have hmm. a startup there and they again could be billionaires uh, today but they were like okay money would come so that was not their goal the mm. main goal was to keep jaipur's uh, brain uh, in jaipur only in jaipur yes and and it's not just jaipur because rajasthan doesn't have many big cities so this was one of the earliest steps that someone took in jaipur now we have more than 100 companies just in jaipur only yes so these Correct. are the work ethics that we follow and that's our part of our uh, culture that's i, I would say uh, Uh, imbibed into our genes and we keep on doing as a leader keep on doing passing on the same genes to the next generations of people who are joining meta cube mm. that's, that's a, that's a, a very good, that's a very beautiful skill. analogy of passing on the genes right we i mean people usually talk about passing on the values but passing on genes is a in this context is a very unique uh, way to look at it 
it's a, it's now, a just now, I, yeah. I just made a very good sales pitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why you don't need a team right <laughs> yes yes <laughs> uh coming back to uh, being in jaipur and uh, having the local uh, talent uh, giving the opportunities that they could have staying close to their home their native places mm-hmm. i saw one of your post on linkedin earlier uh, where there was a un report of employable skills in the youth and there is yeah. considerable gap that is going to be there in next 10 years yes so is i have seen you going to colleges institutions and other things and delivering sessions uh, mm-hmm. apart from that if we were to scale it up onto the next level hmm. to bridge this gap the employable gap what are some of the steps that we as a community can take or we can get government or persuade the government authorities to take those steps what are some of those key steps that will help bridge that gap and then get india's youth to the next level that's a great question i would say uh and thanks for following me on linkedin so yes i posted this few days back yeah uh, although this this report was i think from 2019 but then yes. i inquired about that report and then there was a version of 2022 as well mm-hmm. uh, which i posted in some of my comment there so still the picture is not good and a uh, lot of i would say colleges they are just manufacturing engineers right and that is yes. where the skill gap is increasing so those people think that oh we are now engineers mm-hmm. but the industry is the international industry is not working according to the indian colleges correct right. the definition of engineer is very it's different the, than what is perceived yes. perceived in and the industry true. yeah so as as techies uh, of course we have responsibilities one of the thing that i am doing which you correctly pointed out that i go to various universities and colleges yes uh, sometimes as chief guest sometimes as into their convocations and other and whenever i talk there of course when I, they invite me they offer me podium to speak to mm. the students i always first of all tell tell them that uh, everyone is uh congratulating you because you have joined their college i am not going to congratulate you now i will be welcoming you after 4 years at the gate of industries correct mm, and to reach there of course you have to do your engineering so you have to do all the education stuff but yeah. two things that you have to do a you have to make sure that you understand the latest technologies that are happening in the market don't just be limiting yourself to making sure that your program passes right mm-hmm. you should be understanding the logic you should be very clear about your data structures you should be very clear about your dbms your networkings right yeah. how a cloud infrastructure works what exactly is a cloud you should be knowing about these things first of all that's first thing second most important thing outside technology is your communication skills because in india there are english medium schools and then there are regional schools yes so people coming from rajasthan uh, uh, medium schools or people come from let's say kannad mu- uh, medium schools or other stuff these guys are sometimes very good technically they have sharp brains but what they are lacking is the communication unfortunately sitting in india we already know that the entire world it they it works only when you know english mm. when you can communicate with customers Yes. And English, basic English. We don't want Shakespeare's. 
yeah what we want is you should be able to communicate with the customer you should be able to write a good uh, test case you should be able to write a good bug and people should see it people if want to discuss you should be able to explain it and everyone should be able to understand it this is the level of communication we want right and then more you right. practice of course you will be uh, uh, gaining more knowledge these are the two things that i always tell them so we want people to come out from their universities and who are ready to take on jobs and rest of course the jobs will teach them any yes, technology correct. yeah so this is another thing where industry should be helping education right academics mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. uh, fine tune their courses to change their courses and because there are now lots of private universities which are autonomous so they are no more dependent on the ugcs and aicts to decide on like what course they should run and the third thing which is again important thing that every techie like you and me who have this flair of teaching they should go to universities and take few classes even if it comes without any payments yes i absolutely right? agree with that yeah yeah we should go we should train them we should explain things to them we should tell them for the first year student that where the world will be after four years to the second year students that where the world will be after three years to the third student that oh you are already on the gates for job entries have you already checked on 1 2 3 4 and then the final year students you are in final year so after 6 months there will be campus right yeah. are you trained in these 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 things if not you have to do this right now so create that sense of urgency into those those four years mm. and this can be done only when the industry actually talks to the academics Correct. If they both work in their own silos, then the problem will always continue. That okay, industry is now waiting for the academics to come, and oh, we are not finding good people. You know, these guys are not good. Correct. So yes. We don't have to wait. Involved with just like the testers involved with development right from day one, industry mm-hmm. should be involved with the academics right from day one. Correct. And that continuous feedback loop also helps yes. improve yes. everything on the process side, right? this can be one of the csr activities that organization can take up and then help the youth to actually become self sufficient unit if i might say that one student should be a self sufficient unit that he can grow his career he can put himself on the path of success right yeah. after the college even through the college why wait for after right <laughs> we can start as early as possible that's true were you always a speaker or was was it that you ins- got inspired by someone to be a speaker i was always a speaker but i realized it late <laughs> so <laughs> even, even in my school assemblies i used to give uh, speeches uh-huh. uh right all those motivational speeches and the historical speeches that you used to speak in school mm-hmm. so i would say that i always have that stage uh, friendliness and then my first ever job while i was graduating in my computers was a computer teacher Okay. So while I was in second year, I got a contract to teach the first year students, and then while I was in my third year, I taught the second year people. So of course my concepts kept on revising. That was the biggest mm-hmm. advantage I got. I got some pocket money which I used to pay my uh, fees as well. But now I realize that that thing helped me in facing unknown faces. When I was speaking in school, they were my known mm-hmm. faces. They were my friends. Yes, but yeah. when I was teaching. 
you are actually teaching 40 different minds and you try to convince those 40 minds with your single mind hmm and i was not teaching physics or maths where 2 plus 2 is always 4 no one can argue with that but if <laughs> yeah. i am writing a program on the screen and i am saying that look this is the best available solution someone can always come up and challenge me and say that why you are passing these variables you can always do this by reference or creating mm. a local repository or something like that there are various ways to do a program yes right yeah. so you have to convince them so i think when you need speaking uh, you need you should not have a stage fear which my school helped you should mm-hmm. have good command on english which again my school helped because i graduated from a convent school okay uh, then mm-hmm. you should be able to face people and while saying that still facing indian faces and then just mm-hmm. standing in spain and there are all spanish people around you it's still a different challenge uh, yeah, but correct. that confidence, that confidence yeah. is still there and then uh, definitely there are few speakers in my first ever conference all three were dutch guys uh, mm-hmm. and i'm proud to say their names it's brian bakker mm-hmm. uh, it's dr gandhi gru and there is yaya kangeter okay and these are still very very good friends we have, i have met them multiple times in various conferences uh, even when i went for a family vacation in netherlands or uh, mm-hmm. we basically took out their time and come to meet we me for dinners and everything so i'm so grateful to them so they were the first three people whose whose mannerism i sh- saw whose stage presence how they walk from one corner to another what yes. are their style of slides my original mm. slides were a lot of text but then yeah. i saw that these guys use very less text and they were so kind enough to come to me and say that weapon it's a great presentation but you know mm. you reduce the text and you should put more images Yes, Because correct. You are putting a lot of text. You are reading, and the audience is reading, so you don't have a eye contact. Yeah, and that is very crucial. And mm. the same guys, after two or three conferences, when we met again in Spain, uh, one of those guys come and say that Vipin, it's a huge difference from your first presentation till today, and I am so happy with your progress. And that made my day. I still, uh, I met one of those guys two year two weeks back in Germany. and i still recall the same thing which i am again repeating here uh, it's now 26 conferences in europe and i'm still learning with every new speaker you uh, you uh, you mentioned james bag right yeah michael bolton all mm. these guys when you hear them you see your their videos you see their presentations yeah with every video you learn something new yeah even if just 5 or 7 minutes you can learn a lot of things oh, from yes, yes. those 5 and 7 minutes that that's what i i before joining this call i was in that global testing uh, that is happening by test guild right so mm-hmm. i was connected on one ear phone to that and the other one was in the meeting so i yeah. was just hearing those guys out uh, on the other side but yeah i mean even if you hear it for 10 15 minutes the amount of knowledge you get from those guys is absolutely oh, yeah. amazing again 26 conferences i mean that's that's astounding number i'm i'm really I'm really proud of you, actually. <laughs> to say proud of me. Twenty-six <laughs> is a amazing number. But I mean, it's been how many? Like ten, eleven years now since you first ten, ten years. delivered your ten yeah. years. October twenty twenty twelve. I spoke for the first time in Q and S Bilbao, mm-hmm. and this is twenty twenty two. My twenty fifth was also into Q and S Bilbao, and twenty sixth was just in Agile Testing Days Germany two weeks back. Oh, great. But what were your first thoughts when you were accepted for the first time on an international stage? I I was excited for <laughs> sure. 
yeah. and and i was terrified as well for various reasons uh, because my first selection was not into a london or a new york or you know english speaking place it mm-hmm. was in spain even spain it was not madrid or barcelona it was in bilbao bilbao oh. is a basque city right on top mm-hmm. of spain right it's very near to the coast and uh, i searched about it on google and it was like all spanish area uh, so i thought okay it's all spanish and of course spanish is uh, french to me i i understand neither <laughs> of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then the second big thing was i have never been to spain i have mm. never been to any place before that i was just been i think twice to us and once to london for my projects but they were all english speaking and it was company trip so i was all well covered yeah here it was not a company trip although the conference people said that they will be reimbursing my travels and there mm-hmm. are uh, hotel will be booked and food will be provided but still i was like very very skeptical about okay i don't know then mm-hmm. i am a vegetarian which is another oh. big challenge for me okay going there and last it was the financial part because who is going to pay conference mm-hmm. guys said okay we'll be doing the payments but i was still like what would happen if i go and they won't pay yeah something like that because yeah. <laughs> 10 years back you don't have those kind of salaries where yes. you just spent like a lakh of rupees just for a 3 day trip correct uh, correct so uh, i was very skeptical about those things uh, i am so happy that i gathered all my courage and i went there the conference organizers are literally great people mm. and this is, and i have already spoken five times in q and test oh wow right mm. and it's like a second home to me uh, i know each and every person there and it's they are such a warm conference you just go there and you feel like everyone is so happy to meet you and all other stuff they took mm. great care of us so so that was there so i was excited as well as little bit nervous this is my first ever international presence uh, no one back in my company at that time had any exposure to any international conference no one in my family no one in my friends so literally mm-hmm. no one was there to guide me and i didn't yeah. know any well known speakers name by that time right paul gerard fiona charles uh, uh michael bolton i i didn't know these names so mm-hmm. i i i searched for them i got few names but i didn't know who is a great speaker and who is not so for me everyone is a foreigner so they yeah. say okay, their native language is english so they have great command on their language and expressions right yeah correct and, correct and new english but of course that's not our native language that was another yeah. challenge for me so then you suddenly find yourself in a very alien environment hmm. and it will take you possibly a day or two to you know be part of that thing but the conference organizers they did a great great job they made sure that within those four days uh, we are part of that group we are part of that community and i mentioned the name of the three uh, dutch gentlemen uh, they became great friends they took care of me as like a younger brother or as someone coming from india for the first time so wherever yeah. we went together they made sure that i am eating vegan food or vegetarian food and everything so i thought yes this is good uh so let us try for my second one uh-huh something <laughs> which is a great thing if it was a yeah. bad experience uh, i would say possibly that would be my only conference i ever been there correct correct and I that's lucky i would say in that that sense yeah and that's when the train started yeah 
<laughs> okay throughout these 26 conferences and other conferences whatever you have spoken one thing is the speaking abilities but what is that one trait that changed within you the only thing that i can say which is like a summary of everything is i became a lot humble and that's i think the biggest learning from these conferences technology without going to conferences you can still become great technical person yes right? humble yeah, is something which of course it's somewhere in in you as your genes or something but when you meet these people when you meet people uh who are like 50 conferences old or 100 conferences old mm. right and then you compare yeah. oh, i am i am 3 so for what i am boasting of yeah correct correct in front of you in front of my colleagues like who have never been to conferences but when i go there it's like come on man i am following these people yeah i am reading the ist qb books which is written by this lady fiona charles paul gerard yes yeah these are the founders of this ist qb thing i was talking to fiona charles in my hostef conference in budapest october 1st mm-hmm. this year i asked her like what age you started testing and she said when i was 32 40 years ago i was just 9 years old at that time she started a testing she is 72 she walks with a stick she is st- still speaking on stage doing keynotes she is regular on twitter she is writing books she is writing articles who am i in front of her that teaches you a lot of things right yes. apart from humbleness it's also about your i won't say value but your place in the world is so little exactly two things i remember on the same thing uh, two sayings the normal mm-hmm. saying is whenever you feel like you have done something and the success touches your head go and stand in front of either a sea or in front of a mountain mm-hmm. and suddenly you realize that you are nowhere yeah and secondly a famous line by the famous superstar sharukh khan uh very mockingly he said but that was true uh, if you remember he went to us few times and he was checked because of his name yeah. on the airport yes. and yeah, then correct. went to the university to deliver a speech and deliver he said that speech. whenever i feel like i am a superstar i come to us and these guys just show that that you are just like a normal <laughs> so yeah. not not mocking on that thing but these two lines you should always remember that whatever you do and whatever you achieve you are one of the luckiest chosen guys in the whole world and with that feeling when that feeling comes to your mind i don't know how much how much speak uh, i will do in various conferences 26 36 56 100 i don't know hmm. but with each conference i say that oh i am one of the luckiest guys in my company not across let's say the whole world in my company who has went, who went to europe four times this year who have yeah. seen these for the first time in the same year budapest prague barcelona and poznan uh sorry postam four cities in one year for the very first time no one in my company has ever done that so don't let this success go to your head rather than you should feel like i am the chosen one from the god yes be grateful for the experience yes yeah. and i should be transferring these informations as i said the genes the yeah. knowledge the values to the younger people because knowledge and water if they don't flow they will become stale yes absolutely and if people were not there to support me like someone who said that vipin you should not have text on your slides like mm-hmm. someone who said that your english should be like in this accent i won't be here where i am today 
they they would have kept all their knowledge with them only yeah they passed on to me it's my moral duty now to pass the same knowledge to others that's that's a very very noble thought that you just said and yeah giving giving is part of our should be part of our nature but as a human being it's always been there uh, sometimes we forget uh, that but it shouldn't be a long period until it comes back to you again that you should be giving to the people you should be giving to the community otherwise there's no there's no growth in that's you true. as well that's true then uh, in terms of um, in terms of testing like you mentioned uh, when you were doing these conferences you started learning about iot you started learning about other aspects of uh, uh developing as a speaker and other areas but when it comes to testing uh, being up to date in the industry what's happening what are your some of the go to points in that sense like maybe a a newsletter a podcast uh, or a i don't know a youtube channel what what are some of the resources that you use i don't have a particular podcast i would say so lot mm-hmm. of google right everyone does that but i do in general like for example top 10 technologies in the world just just like that just for like an example right what is the latest trend uh, like for example the gartner's report which always talks about the technology the hype chart that they have yes yes which technologies are on top of hype and which are on the lower side but although it's a hype chart but it's, it still gives you an idea that which are the stable ones Mm. So stable mm. ones are the technologies where the customers want to do their bulk of the work because they yeah. want to scale. And you know that which customers are in the business for twenty years and which customers are just a startup. So Correct. startup people generally go for the hype thing, and mm. the uh, st- the bigger customers, the bigger companies in the world, they want to go with the thing which lasts long, right? Yeah, it's yeah. another thing. Uh, the key to all of these things is basically you have to learn. the younger generation is coming from the mindset to earn and yes. i always say that earning will not take you to learning learning will definitely fetch a lot of earning so when you say about learning and i am not saying that you are closing everything and just reading it's just an half an hour thing mm. right yeah. you don't need to read the complete article just on the fly like in shorts on the mobile yes. a yes, quick paragraph thing right yes. but when it comes to learning they suddenly take a back seat mm-hmm. most of the people say that when the project comes and if it demands a certain technology then i learn that technology yes correct so technology yeah. changing so read it and then uh, the other thing is all these conferences and uh, the meetings if you mm-hmm. cannot go to conferences at least have a small meet up just within your organization yeah right 10 people like minded people who want to learn they should just prepare uh, i would say two slides on a certain technology or certain thing and maybe on a working uh, late evening friday or something just for half an hour or one hour over a cup of coffee just sit in a canteen and run something on a you don't need uh, on a laptop you don't need those big projector screens or something keep it yeah. very informal very informal but at least 10 people should share 10 different points hmm hmm so you just have to learn one and speak about one but when you stand up and go back to your seat you have actually taken nine more thoughts yes correct so yeah. slowly you will be building and last thing i always tell to the younger guys that 
have you started investing in mutual funds? And then they say that, yes, right from their first salary, they are doing that. Mm. And I said, why? So that at the age of 40, I should have enough money with me. Great thought. Are yeah. you doing, are you going to exercising? Yes, yes, I'm doing that. I'm doing cycling, swimming, everything. Why you are doing that? So at the age of 40, my body should be fit. So I said, you are investing in money. You are investing in health. You should also invest in learning. Yeah. Because at the age of 40, you should still, your mind should be open enough to accept new technologies. Because then only the money will keep on flowing. And because your health is fit, your body is fit, your mind will also remain fit. So you take any one of these out and you will not be a happy person at the age of 40. This, this Absolutely is correct. Yes. <laughs> take any one of these. That's, that's my philosophy. Yeah, the continuous continuous learning and the diversifying your knowledge is is the key to sustain, right? Unless you do that continuously, you can't. To earn, you have to learn. And to learn, you have to burn. So you have to burn half an hour of your daily routine in learning. I know it's not an easy thing, but once it becomes part of your process, yeah. then it becomes very, very easy. Yeah, there's also a famous saying, right? If you do it for 21 days, it becomes a habit. It becomes your process. It becomes part of your life. That's true. That's true. You must have built a lot of habits over the time. But what are some of the habits that you picked up very young? And you are very thankful that you picked it up very young. Finding a me time. Mm -hmm. Right? Every couple, modern day couple, they say that, oh, we are doing so much for the family, but I can't find a me time. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I always had this me time for last 35 years. I would say that. And where you can find that me time for me, right? So I'm kind of a nocturnal person. So when everyone sleeps in my house by 11, 11.30, I generally kept myself awake for another two year, two hours. So in when I was young, I was studying at that time. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. because daytime, I used to play a lot of cricket. So you still have to do your homeworks and prepare for yeah, your exam. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you can do that, either sleep early and then wake up early. I cannot wake up early. So I started extending my uh, sleep time by 2 a.m. or something. And then I wake up at 8, 8, 39. That was yeah. when I got married and uh, uh, started doing my job and other stuff. I still continue doing that me time. But that time I did a lot of freelance work because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to, of course, earn a lot of money. So with my regular job, I was still doing a lot of that. Because my body was adapted for staying for two hours every day. That time I was, and that 2 a.m. India time is basically the entire Europe time and lunch time of US. Yes, yes. So my body is used to work in European time zones as well as half of the US time zones. And this was unintentional. I never planned that way. Yeah, yeah. Right? When my freelancing days were over, when I got senior in my regular job and I changed my job and then I stopped doing all the freelancing, I started writing papers in those two hours. I started reading on those two hours. So those two hours always remained with me for most of my life. Mm-hmm. They helped me in working on different time zones. And I never knew at that time because I am coming from a biology background. My graduation is in botany, chemi- botany chemistry, zoology. Oh, wow. I didn't knew this. <laughs> That's interesting. So I, I was an aspiring doctor. I couldn't uh, get through the entrance exams for medical. So uh-huh. I joined computers as a small thing. And way back in 94, no one was there to explain to me 
all these terms like agile and iot and you know yeah yeah what, where will be computers in 2022 no one knew that mm, mm. it was just like okay take a small diploma at least you get a, a typing job or something like that but then it happened and i kept on flowing with it so even in my freelance for those two hours i was the person who was bidding for the projects i was the person mm. who is working and i was the person who is delivering mm. so even before coming into my regular job i knew about how to do deliveries how to convince a customer how to get a project if the project doesn't go uh, didn't go good and customer is angry how to pacify him how to offer him some options that okay i'll do your next project for free or something like mm. that although it was a very small scale 50 dollar project 20 dollar project but i got to know how to run a project yeah yeah then i entered into a company as a junior guy and then slowly grew to a, a where i am today as a delivery manager but those two hours every day which i invested in myself whether it is mm-hmm. studying whether it is doing late night work whether it is writing papers my customers are always happy if you see my linkedin profile all my customers they literally have written that one thing is common about vipin he is available every time because of every time because i am awake till us guys go for their yeah, lunch yeah <laughs> europe, the europe wakes in front of me and they sleep in front of me so whenever they write an email my thing is within 10 minutes i have to acknowledge that email and mm. this is a very big thing which connects you to your customers that their work their email their concern is acknowledged yeah and yeah. of course you can take two days to finish their work but at mm. least they know that yes there is someone who is who understands us who acknowledged us and now we know that when tomorrow we come back to the office there will be an update from pepen side yeah so i think i would say i am not asking everyone to uh, you know sleep late but then they should have that one hour or two hour where they do what they want to do of course it has to be constructive it's not yes. like okay i want to uh, watch movie sure mm-hmm. go ahead and watch movie but every day for two two hours it will not take you anywhere correct correct right? yeah so watch movies yeah. it's fine you should but not every day so you should be i would say intelligent enough to separate your passion with your work work there yeah. are two different things your passion can become your work best but then when you have to do a 9 hour job then why to do that job as a pressure do it for your pleasure do it yes. as your passion yeah so those two hours i think fulfilled my passion thing i was always doing something which made me happy luckily mm-hmm. that got transcribed into all my conferences and other stuff so i would say that is one thing which i picked uh, automatically and which is still with me wow that's that's nice e- even i i am kind of a night owl kind of a person i'm awake till 1 and 1/2 2 o'clock and i keep le- reading something or i'll just google something i i keep i'm online most of the times so even sometimes our us people ping on our slack so yes. i sometimes i reply on the same because it's on my mobile right so of it doesn't course. take a minute to reply so basic basic principle of communication is you should send an acknowledgement exactly that, that was that was the basis of communication when it started with computers you should send an ack and many many people say that oh uh, we wake up very early so we can do the same thing from 5 to 7 Mm. I said yes that is fine but when I do from 12 to 2 in the night there are no traffic horns or uh, honking outside but 5 to 7 you can still hear a lot of noise and sound people started yeah, yeah, yeah. activities 
the newspaper guy comes in and the water comes in and all that stuff in the night you don't have all these problems correct But, correct correct i i know a guy in our society who plays like loud music at 7 o'clock you you can't you can't do anything with that so yeah well coming back um, to your current role and your current um, expertise as a leader there is always one thing that we hate about our job there's always even if you say like you have the best job in the world there is something one thing that always bothers you is is there is there any such thing that you have about this role not in my job i would say or as a role maybe uh what i hate sometimes from my is when people don't understand me hmm because hmm. somehow i think that someone is 20 years junior to me in age and experience both i am 49 someone is 24 25 they are half of my age yeah yeah and they just think that they are smarter than me mm-hmm. which is fine i am ready to accept it if they can prove that yeah and when you still counter that uh, because discussions always bring up a better result hmm but these guys don't understand or some guys not everyone some guys don't understand the difference between a discussion and an argument yes yes discussion discussion is always constructive and argument yeah. are quite often uh, destructive i would say yeah so yeah i agree i want to discuss and then they start they try to argue hmm. and then all these company wide rules and other stuff they just reach out to your uh, seniors or hrs or something and then they say that my boss is bullying me and these hmm. kind of thing never happened with me but i i see these kind of things so these things sometimes disturb me that yeah. i'm fighting yeah. i am re- here to help you i am here to advise you i am here to motivate you hmm you guys still want to do everything and this is not just in it i think it's it's in i think in, it's everywhere yeah generation i would say yeah yeah uh, they are the smarter guys uh, they think <laughs> they're the smarter guys and your experience has no value so but because it gives us a lot of scope of teaching people hmm. right because you have your own teams you have customers you have trainings going on you have meetings lots of things you prepare presentations so there are actually lot of stages where you stand and speak you stand and deliver yeah yeah so if if these guys just give an ear to you and if they just start to thinking that yes whatever he is speaking is coming out from some experience things become much easier for them only uh, yes. because i'm i'm well past my official job years and you know another <laughs> years and you are looking at the official retirement uh, they still have an entire life to work in front of them but yeah. they are not ready to take the best practices and other stuff so this thing sometimes hate is i would still say a, a very hard word which doesn't come into my mind mm-hmm. i would mm-hmm. say sometimes these things haunt me why this guy doesn't want to understand and because he's part of my team i don't want to leave him as well yes yes because that will affect my deliveries as well and it's my nature that if someone is not performing well i want to grab his hand and take him through all these hard uh, times and then make sure that he also achieves success correct, he doesn't correct. get the feeling yeah. that i am left behind but when sometimes a guy doesn't want to come with me and he said no mm. no where i am mm. uh, these things sometimes pain pain me so hate is a strong word but yes there are few things that pain me yeah very nicely put that reminds me of the movie karate kid right <laughs> that that kid they just uh, ask him to throw the shirt but do it with a smile right 
do it with mm. that expression and the thing uh-huh. and he's he's doing it for 3 days and he he always wondered why why this why this but there's always some thought behind uh, what someone is telling you right so yes. even if you have any assumptions or skepticism behind it try to at least follow it and if you don't see the result then go back to the person and say oh this this doesn't work for me yeah. but if you start with a, on a negative front it it doesn't end well for you and the person as well right yeah. this this brings another point that i read it somewhere and which is quite apt that sometimes you can learn just by following what your senior is saying mm. that is also a learning when you are very young just follow what the senior is saying yes if he is saying write the ticket like this because the customer is happy with this style you will learn a new style if you straight from day one you start arguing at the end of the day you know there is a hierarchy and then you have to work through that hierarchy so yeah. i i never want to be a boss of my uh, team i always want to be another team member with my team mm. Hmm. Uh, just with a little bit more experience i would say yeah but always be approachable i am always approachable anyone can ping me linkedin slack people can come to me hangouts official hangouts it's it's always there hmm so people always say where you will find all the time i said if you want to do anything there is always time with you if you yeah. don't want to do then you are always busy <laughs> yes <As> simple yeah. as that <laughs> yeah i yeah i can i can relate it to some of the things that i do people also ask like how do you do all these things i said yeah i i, I do get a support from my family but mm-hmm. there's also that you make time for it so unless yeah. you make time you can't do that right true 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 i think you were a very early member of metacube yeah 26 if i remember correct yes 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 very yeah. very okay. early i think employee number 26 26 seems to be a key number for you i think 26 conferences 26 now you are like 1200 strong people right how how has been the whole journey of building such a team and you mentioned about culture and imbibing that culture but when it comes to building a team in a city uh, like jaipur where you don't always find the best talent or you don't find always somebody who is up to the current technology or right. current happenings in the market are there any um, side of the desk activities or any side of the desk desk learnings that you run for these uh, new recruits or is there anything that you do in that aspect again again that's a great great thing you ask and this is not just me it's primarily what met how metacube works mm-hmm. so of all the things that we do the Uh, as i said both the directors they come from iit backgrounds yeah right? so they were taught in a different way in iits mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. more experimentation yes less of books and more of experimentation right so when we hire people here of course we have a very well i would say well oiled well gelled uh, hiring program now uh, mm-hmm. and these things have like coming through ages now right so initial program was little bit different then it was different but slowly it started maturing as what is happening new people yeah, came yeah. on board and the people uh, many people left so people who uh, matched with the metacube's culture they stayed and people who thought that okay we have been into this situation we are not liking this culture or we are finding better opportunities they left out but ultimately mm. people who uh, uh, remained here 
they all come from different different industries different backgrounds there are accenture people here there are infosys people here so first of all we just said that look anyone who is coming from outside he is mm-hmm. bringing certain good values certain good processes yeah yeah let let's discuss that let's give them a open platform where mm-hmm. they can say that you are we are fine we are in meta cube so whatever your processes we want to do but we also want to hear them also what are the yes. good things that you were doing back into your companies Hmm. let's imbibe them that's number one so this is how our processes also improve second is when we hire freshers after a thorough and very intensive hiring program the fresher hmm. Hmm. The, we have a couple of round of interviews and the written exams and then other stuff yeah we say, okay these guys are good but then we run a very intensive very practical oriented six month training program within the company okay after mm-hmm. they join after they join mm-hmm. for the first 6 months we will be training you on the latest market things which of course are the latest market things but then which is also required by metacube mm. so for example if we are not requiring anyone in ai suppose yeah. so we are yeah. not teaching them into ai but what we are teaching them is the core principles on which every software is made so if you want to become a very good programmer let's say a cloud programmer what are mm-hmm. the things that you require to become a very good cloud programmer you should be able to prepare let's say test classes and yeah. what are the good coding strategies and all that stuff and it's a very less theoretical but it's primarily more practical you are given just assignments and assignments so it's like an extension of your final year college for another 6 months Mm-hmm. but to give those guys confidence they become our employee from day 1 and we start paying them salaries right from day 1 all oh, right from day 1 yes okay. but for those 6 months they are just mm-hmm. working there as students and who are teaching them it's us the industry guys so i am teaching them testing someone is teaching them automation someone is teaching them java someone is teaching them some other stuff Mm-hmm. so they are getting taught by the people whom ultimately they are going to work with so they already know that oh i am going into vipin's project vipin is a good easy going guy I-, i like this guy so he will be more interested he will be more talking to me within class and outside class also yeah yeah because it's not a class it's an office right but just couple of rooms are designated as a class mm-hmm. right then it's not just about education also because they are also employees they are part of each and everything that the company have the cultural activities the cricket championship the table tennis championship so the same guy who is 20 years younger to me whom i was teaching in the class 2 hours ago yeah now we are playing in the same cricket team batting together or he is mm-hmm. the wicket keeper and i am the bowler or he is beating me in a table tennis tournament yeah yeah so these guys suddenly feel that it's not exactly a college but it is not mm-hmm. exactly an it company also it's yeah, a mix yeah. of everything mm-hmm. so 150 people across year or 200 people or 75 people i don't know the exact number of people we hire from this but about 100 to definitely 100 people every year go through their first 6 months through this particular cycle so within these 6 months they understand what metacube's culture is all about yeah yeah they go through a very thorough training in the latest market technologies mm-hmm. they get trained by the same people whom they are going to work with so when they actually entered into the project they already know the team yeah it's a very yeah. comfortable place for them 
yeah and, correct and me as a tutor and me as a project manager i also know all the ups and downs all the pluses and minuses or the pros and cons of that guy so i already know that this guy is weak in communication so when this guy mm-hmm. is writing an email i make sure that for initial first few emails i keep a check on what he's writing yeah yeah so the first 6 months is like you know uh, i would say the honeymoon period between the mm-hmm. senior guys and the junior guys everything is very rosy but mm-hmm. we both understand each other we both have a good estimation of each other and i with my experience understand that okay to have this guy into my team i have to uh, train this guy in this certain way out of my experiences and yeah, i yeah. i don't have to train this guy a lot because he is a very thorough technical guy but he is very weak in communication this guy is mm. great in communication but this guy is not a team person you yes. need to know a lot of traits with the person so sports activities they tell you whether this guy is a team person or not mm. right if he wins or loses how he takes those things because when you lose yeah. you take those things it also means when a customer writes a very fiery email to you how you are going to do that are you accepting your fault these are very good traits of good technical guys when you accept your fault and you say that yes i apologize this was my mistake raise yeah, your correct. accept yeah become yeah. acceptable become accountable so when you can do that in sports and then when you can do that in your real life you can very easily mm. do that in your job so this is how we train these guys of course the focus is on technology the focus is on learning because at the end of the day they are working and we have to pay them yeah correct right. yes they they will always come to the office with a he- very peaceful mind their mm. minds are always in a happy space and a happy guy can give you uh, i would say even if he works for 2 hours he can be more productive than someone who is unhappy and sitting in front of his laptop for 4 hours absolutely agree yes <laughs> there is absolutely no uh, time time that we uh, uh, say that oh you are not on your seat anyone mm. can just get up Vipin, let's go out for a tea. Okay, I I just keep my laptop, lock it, went out. Doesn't matter. I am writing some email or something. I'll come back. And... So this kind of freedom that we give to the people, right? And freedom always comes with responsibility. So our motto is freedom with responsibility. So we, okay. you are free to do whatever you want. Play in the mm. morning, afternoon, evening, no problem. But then, of course, you should understand that if there is a delivery in the evening, right? Yeah. But yeah. to you have to be available. If yeah. you use two hours from your official work hours to let's say go to bank, then you should mm-hmm. yourself be responsible enough to stretch your day for by two hours so that you can finish your work. Correct. So this kind of confidence we built with the people, and that's why from hundred people we are now twelve hundred people, and almost five hundred to six hundred people in the company are working with us for let's say more than six to seven years at a stretch. Wow. That's a very people who come from Uttar Pradesh, who come from Haryana, New Delhi. They decided mm. to stay in Jaipur. They bought their uh, apartments there, and they are now just staying here. They love the city. Mm. They love the people. They love the company. They love the food. They love the language. Mm. Uh, everything, and they of course uh, say that yes, we can go to Delhi any time. Every weekend we can go, but we want to live in Jaipur and work with the same company. That's a that's a very um, empowering state to be in, right? and to give that what people stay i think accountable freedom is something which helps your team to grow in such a way and also a lot of times it's also said that it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do on the field 
it's how you off the field that yeah. matters and that's what builds your reputation and also the public image that you have that is like true. It, a lot of lot of people a lot of uh, sports personalities who are great on the field but they just don't have the personality of the field they they are not recognized that much yes that is so they they actually don't understand how to behave with the people yeah yes yeah. they get a this amount of success uh and and we have seen so many film stars so many sports players hmm. uh, right they did something and then suddenly their career went down and then you see people like for example sachin tendulkar or amitabh bachchan mahendra singh dhoni who are still commanding respect at whatever age they are in yes yes because they have seen ups and downs but they just know that how to carry themselves through every phase and with every i think phase they become more and more humble more and more modest mm. and that's what uh, people like yeah i think if i were to put it in a sentence acceptance of yourself gives you the acceptance of people yeah yeah very very well said i think we have covered i think and also we are on the time actually well thank you so much upin thank you so much for being on the show it was amazing discussion i really loved it i learned a lot today from you thank you for that thanks for having me here i think uh, this is a great platform as we said like we as industry we should be giving back to society to the education aspects to the younger ones uh, although it's a uh, i would say a long discussion even if you prune here and there still it would be mm-hmm. like an hour or something but i Maybe hope more than that people, yeah i hope people will just hear it if not in one stretch they will take like couple of episodes or something but they should hear it especially the younger guys so yeah. thanks for having me and for all these questions very smart questions i would say you just allowed me to you know keep walking slightly near technology didn't allow me to go too far <laughs> but you covered all the aspects so yes it was a great anchoring thank you thank you so much and thank you for the words that you said I I don't know how to react. Uh, no, you you can well, again. I'm not speechless. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really don't know how to react to that. But um, that's no, true. Thank you that's so much. True. When it comes some someone like you, it it means a lot, and it gives also the confidence to keep working on these things. So thank you again. Have a great night. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found it useful. If you did learn something new today. please follow us on instagram linkedin and also share rate subscribe to the podcast so that you get the notifications for the new episodes as and when they are launched thank you for being here it really means a lot to me if you want to contribute to the podcast or have your name featured on the podcast please join the private telegram channel all the links are mentioned in the description below Until we meet again it's a goodbye from my side take care and be in great health thank you